Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast. I'm Nick Mercer. This is episode 66. Concussion Talk Podcast is presented by HeadCheck Health. HeadCheck Health bridges the gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. To run organizations like the Canadian Football League, Track Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on HeadCheck Health, to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadshakeHealth.com for more. Thanks. I'm talking now to, I don't want to call her my guest because she's a co-host guest of it, Tara Bradbury. And uh, Tara, by way of introduction, I guess you can talk about why you decided to join me on this Concussion Talk podcast and talk about the series you wrote nine years ago on your on brain injury and or just yeah. in brain injury in general why you're interested in this subject yeah sure well why i'm joining on the podcast is because i think you're awesome and i like your podcast and oh, i like thank you i like the awareness that you bring and i think you have an amazing story for sure that Thanks. that i i was happy to tell people in the yes. telegram years ago and i'm really happy Happy to see your progress and to call you a friend for sure. So Great. I'm a reporter for the Telegram in St. John's, Newfoundland, which is part of Saltwire Network. And a while ago now, 2011, when I first met you, I had done a series on brain injury called The Wounded Brain. And um, it was really interesting. And so that's how my interest in in traumatic brain injury began. And I kind of kept kept in contact with some of the experts that I, that I, um, you know, worked with for that series and kind of, you know, it's something that still interests me now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so why did you write, why did you decide one day, I guess they just said to Saltwire or the Telegram at the point said, do you want to write a series? Do you want to write a series? Or you said, I want to write a series about brain injury. Well, how did that come about? So I pitched the series I had, and it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be a series in the beginning. So there was a lady who a reader who contacted me, Kim, and she's in the series as well. And um, she's passed away. Well, it's a, it's a six part series, right? Just a, a six part series, yeah. yeah. Okay. And and so she's she's I think third in the series, but um, she was the one that started it. So she had contacted me. She was a Telegram reader, and she had a story. And so she had 
brain injury. She suffered from cataplexy, which you know what it is. So it's it's basically a condition where related to narcolepsy, where she would have these cataplexy attacks, where she would um, just kind of go paralyzed. So she'd look like she's sleeping, but right. she wasn't. She wasn't able to move. She wasn't able to respond to anything, but she was fully aware, you know, in in her brain. And so she could hear people talking. She just couldn't respond. Like she, her body couldn't move. And she had been in hospital for a different reason and um, had one of these attacks. And the nurses, the nurses accused her of faking. I I actually don't know much about cataplexy. Is that what I read in your your series? Yeah. It's related to narcolepsy, you know, where you would randomly say fall asleep. Only she. Yeah. Randomly you'd be paralyzed. Yeah. She wasn't asleep. She'd look asleep. Yeah. But she'd still feel everything. And so um, she was in hospital for something else, and and this happened to her. And um, the nurses like, who didn't know about it, I guess, had yeah. had apparently accused her of faking for attention and yeah. that. So she contacted me wanting to do a story about that to raise awareness about that issue. Right. And as part of that, telling that story, she had given me permission to speak to Dr. Hugh Morello, who's okay, the, yes. Yeah, you know him well. So he's I don't know him. Actually, never you met know, him. Of, of I know of him, but I've never met yeah, him. Yeah, never met yeah. Him. yeah. He's um, his problem is only neuropsychiatrist. Yeah. So uh, she gave me permission to speak to him, and so I spoke to him. And then when I did that interview, it was clear that that it wasn't just one story. Like I was right. in the interview five minutes before he said something like, "Oh yeah, traumatic brain injury is is a pandemic." More people will more people have this than will ever have the H one N one, which was you know happening at the time. time yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, what? He said, yeah, yeah, people have it and they don't even know they have it. And he yeah. was saying, you know, he a lot of people getting treated for depression actually have brain injury and you know things like that. So then it was like, whoa, 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 okay, what? <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. And, and he treats certain patients with autism as having brain injury and has success with it. And so it's like, okay, I can't. It's not just one story. Yeah. yeah. So I did six parts. Um, people living with brain injury and the, the the consequences of having a traumatic brain injury. Yeah. Uh, you were like the pièce de résistance, right? You no, were the thank last of the series because <laughs> you you had done so much to overcome it. And, and so I I kind of tried to focus on people like different types of traumatic brain injuries. So um, yours was a concussion from a from a sports. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was another guy who had, um, he was a teenager and he had hit his head off a door frame, um, a metal door frame, and didn't have any effects until years later when he was diagnosed with depression and medication wasn't working, that kind of thing. Then he eventually got diagnosed with traumatic brain injury and had all kinds of success. Then I did one where I spoke about the old hag. You know what it is? You already, yeah, you remember that? Just the uh, first time I actually heard of it. Oh, but then right. other, other, uh, this is of course nine years ago now. But then yeah. other people would be like, "Oh yeah, that happens all the time." Or like, "Yeah, they're used to that. yeah." Lots of people you want to tell, it, tell people about it because it's a, it's a interesting, interesting it condition. Is. Yeah, it is an interesting condition, and they say, and I, I've never had it. I've never experienced it, but I mean, yeah, I know a lot of people I. talk about, it. and it's supposed to be like. You know, it has like mythical. Basically, you're asleep yeah. and you feel the old hag pushing on your chest. You know, and yeah. like like a dream, but they feel it's real. Yeah. And so it's actually a, a you know a brain condition where you're, and it usually happens when you're in, you know half awake and half asleep. And it's but basically like a hallucination. You know. Yeah. So I explored that. 
for one, um, I did a story on a lady who had been brain injured by burn like chemicals from a burning computer. That she right. Yes. Using. Yeah. Um, and then I did the story with with Kim, the original girl who who was talking about her her cataplexy attacks and and that kind of thing. And so tragically, so as the, as the series was running, um. I, I saw, I witnessed firsthand what she was saying about people accusing her of faking because I had gone to her house. So I had the series all planned out. I had the stories written and, and I think the first one had run at this point. Hers hadn't run and we had to go get a picture of her to go with the story. So yeah. I'd gone to her house uh, and met the photographer there and I, you know, introduced him and he took pictures and, and he went on. And Kim used a wheelchair as well. She had, um, she had some other conditions and, and um, so she was using a wheelchair. Although she, she could walk short distances, but she lived alone. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, so I was there and then the photographer left and I sat and chatted with her for a while. And she was, you know, really nice and we were having a chat. And so in the middle of the chat, she had a cataplexy attack and mm. I only knew what it was because she had told me, you know, cause I'd done yeah, interviews yeah. with Marolo, had explained. And so I kind of, cause I had asked as part of the interview, what, you, you know, what happens when someone does that? And, and so, um, I made sure she was breathing, that kind of thing, and kind of got her moved so she was like lying on a couch. And then I called Dr. Marola. <laughs> I said, yeah, "What do wh- I do?" While she was there, how long was she? How long was the attack? Oh well, I, I, she. So I'll tell you what happened. At this point, like I knew she could hear me because yeah. I knew what it was. Yeah. And so I called him, and he said, "Well, she's okay. You know, if her breathing is okay and her pulse yeah. is okay, then then she's just going to come out of it." But yeah. I mean, don't leave her. I wasn't going to leave. No, her. yeah, yeah. He said, if you have to leave, then call call an ambulance or call yeah, somebody. Yeah. And so I had my child that I had to pick up, and that was, you know, right. that was waiting for me. The daycare was calling, and I didn't know what to do. So I was saying, like, because I knew she could hear me, you know, saying, Kim, I'm going through your purse to see to get your phone to see your contacts, you know, and like yeah. that. And I knew she wasn't fond of um, paramedics because they often. Uh, well, what they're trained to do when somebody is not responsive is to do, you know, the sternum rub with the right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And nail beds to try and and inflict a pain response. Yeah, feel it, but she can't respond. So right, it's, it was challenging, and so I had to because I I couldn't. I didn't. I was worried about her, and I didn't feel that I was equipped to take care of her. You know what I mean? In case anything yeah. happened. So I called them. I stayed till they came, and when they came, I explained to them what was happening. And they said, uh, "Did she tell you she had this condition, or did her doctor tell you she had this condition?" Yeah. I said, "Well, both." You yeah. know, and they said, "Okay," you know, and they they were really gentle with her, and yeah, that. And then, so they, they, you know, they took her, and the next day she called. And she was fine. She called me at work the next day and she said, thank you. you know, and she said, I could hear everything was happening. And I could hear on the phone, Dr. Morello saying, yeah, maybe you should call the paramedics. And I was saying in my head, no, you yeah. know what I mean? But, yeah. but I, I mean, I, I didn't feel that I, you know, I didn't, in case something happened. So she came out of it and she was fine. She said it was about four hours that it lasted. Wow. wow yeah. But hours. she was fine. But, but she passed away later after oh, that. I mean, yeah. She, the years or the or no, that few weeks, or... weeks she had been home alone and um suffered a cataplexy attack in her bathroom i believe and fell and hit her head and, and was bleeding couldn't do anything about it. 
and by the time um, she had a care worker that was coming and you know that was there on her off and um, yeah and they got her to hospital and I think she passed away in the hospital but it was tragic really yeah. tragic you know yeah. but I but I yeah. witnessed firsthand what she had been saying about people being skeptical of of you know that this was actually a thing you know yeah but I, you know, yeah, the yeah. the, the I mean, brain is yeah the brain's an incredible thing and people <laughs> have, it's not understood obviously very well and uh, I know it just even for me and I'm 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 doing blue well, I'm doing well now and and but yeah. I mean remember how frustrating it was just when I was you know just trying to walk and I was just learning to walk in and uh, and I still have this issue where I'm you know I stumble and I and I left side is not coordinated and stuff and uh, people. People assume you're if I first have a fall or whatever, assume I'm drunk or whatever, or assume I'm or or think, or even with my speech, my speech is a lot better now. But when the first you know, I don't know, a bunch of years, I can't say what years, but like when that especially when I'm tired, I'll smile, so I slur my speech and I and I and I trip over words and stuff, and uh, yeah. people will uh, just make assumptions about your mental capacity and stuff and your. Yeah. And yeah. your sobriety and stuff, so it's it's that's right. really not annoying. Is not enough, not but it's a, yeah, it's really more than yeah. more than annoying. But yeah, which is why it's important to raise awareness. Yeah, to find it, that your speech gets gets worse when you're tired. Yeah, um, yeah. When I when I yeah. late in the day, it gets when I'm talking to friends. Yeah, it's easier because they just because they they know like good friends yeah. just understand me just because. Just of time, they'll they'll say and they'll say what or what are you saying? So then I'll be that's yeah. fine. The bit like, or or they'll just or there's most of the time does know my pattern of speech and, and get me. But uh, when yeah. I'm talking to people I don't know or I don't know as well, say I don't know. But I then I really try to like try to you know, enforce my first my words out and make clear stuff and yeah. and that's a bit tougher. And then. If that's built up, and as they try to make my words clear, they can start tiring, and then that's tiring, and then that's tiring, and then that's tiring, and yeah. goes on yeah. and on, and get more tired and stuff. So it's, it's a, a downward spiral, but it's kind of like that. But uh, right, yeah, right. Do you find that if you miss nights of sleep, or if you you know if you're lacking in sleep for a while, that not just your speech, I guess, but do you find like the effects of your of your brain injury kind of get amplified by lack of sleep. Well, yeah, last year I'm lucky. lucky. I've been these past few, honestly, years. I guess I've been sleeping really like, incredibly well. But yes, I do. When I, especially when I was yeah. like, like even when you were starting to like, ten years ago, whatever, I was, I had a lot yeah. of stuff going on there, and I was in my in my sleep. I was yeah, find that difficult like the walking and stuff, which I. I was having to do more walking and I could walk and I'd, and that, that would be, that would be affected about, that would be affected a lot by, by the lack of sleep and then my speech, same thing. And then going to, and late, I mean, I just realized, actually, you just said it at mom yesterday, I just went over to place lunch or for dinner and, uh, I had gone to walk that walk yesterday afternoon and it wasn't, as you know, St. John's here yesterday, it wasn't like sunny out necessarily afternoon. I was out in the gray part of the day. It's kind of like it is outside now. It's gray, but it's there's like this not dark gray. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I found my eyes were hurting. Um, but like, I don't. I have my sunglasses on top of my head, and I was like, I should put these on, but I was like, nah. 
I want to keep my. I don't want to put on because it's not sunny out, and I just didn't want to just stupidly. I'm I'm like <laughs> that, and uh, <laughs> I just didn't do it. And uh, and my eyes were my eyes hurt. Like I was like I was closed my eyes. Like I wish it could be the glare. The, the, the glare, yeah. I guess the, the just the whole just brightness, and I yeah. guess I know a lot of people will find like obviously the brightness. Like wear sunglasses for yeah. brain conditions all the time. And I've always said, like, oh, that doesn't happen to me, but maybe I should take more care of that aspect just because I have double vision, which I find different. Yeah. But, yeah. They, and, and, I mean, I don't know how it would apply to everybody, but one thing that um, Dr. Morello has often said that there's a – I don't know. I guess it's tricky because he – there's there's a relationship, I think, with daylight and, how, and it affects – you know, and, and daylight circadian cycle. rhythm, circadian like, rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Well, how affects your brain, and so he doesn't, you know, totally think people should wear sunglasses as much as they do because, okay. it, because it could, yeah, because it can affect the Oh right, yeah. Because if you're, yeah, but yeah. Like, so I'm he not says in the middle of the day walking, it's like I need yeah. them to protect my you eyes. Need them. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah. And I wear them like when it's sunny out. I wear sunglasses all the time because I like them. I mean, I was yesterday I had them on top of my head, and I was like. Eh, I'm not gonna wear these now. And I could just mm-hmm. easy to have taken like half a second to pull them down, but I just yeah. wanted to. I don't know why I did it. I just wanted to. I think as the pain, I was like, God, ah, just associate something good about this. I yeah. tend to associate the pain with something good, probably coming from this, but mm-hmm. I guess not. But uh, you know, quarantine is hard like that. Like getting yeah, it getting is. it feels so good. <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? You want to kind of yeah. soak up all the daylight in front of there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like going for walks. And like, I want to use it as a workout, kind of not working out like tough workout, but yeah. going for a walk. I want to get exercise out of it, but I also, I'm out there, want to just be relaxed and just enjoy being right. outside. And so it's, yeah. I want to rush, but I don't want to rush. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I want to go fast, walk quickly, but uh, I, I, I don't, I want to be outside longer enough. When I stop walking, there's not much really to do. I mean, you can't go to a patio or no. like that. Like, there's nothing to do. No. It's just the walk's over, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. tough. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so thank you so much for you. You're, you're going to be a ghost. And uh, so. Yeah, I'm excited. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Have you, have you, uh, have you ever coached any, any, uh, well, keep touching my computer. I think I'm making noise with my hands. Hey, um, have you ever done the radio hosting or done, done any yes. podcast, done any podcast before? I do. We do podcasts sometimes with the Telegram, and so I do them. I have done them there. And um, I used to work in radio. My first job as a journalist oh, yeah. was in yeah, I was in radio. So, but it was in, in the UK. Where? Yeah, in, in the UK. I lived oh, over okay. there. Yeah, when I came back here, I, I had a job in radio, and first they wouldn't let me on the air because they said my accent. Because I'd lived in the UK for a long time, oh, and yeah. I came back, my accent was a bit mixed, and they said it was was a little bit confusing for. For people to hear, it wasn't clear. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but yeah, Bradbury is like your yeah, Irish name, isn't it? Yeah, Irish and English. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, but it was just a kind of it was a bit of a mix when I came back. <laughs> so it took a yeah. while. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. But we do podcasts sometimes with the Telegram. So. And, and actually, I know Edinburgh when you called me. I was in Ottawa when you called me to when you were yeah. first writing the article. I was in Ottawa getting my getting my eye surgery. And uh, you said that you heard my name from your sister, who went to school yeah. with from grade seven until grade twelve, I guess. So the whole yeah. Time, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron yeah, was, yeah. Aaron, and Aaron, Aaron, um, Aaron's kinesiologist now, right? And, oh yeah. And, yeah, she's well, she really works, that, she's, yeah. she's an ergonomist. So yeah, she just started that, yeah. So, so you know, she kind of kept up, and she knew all about the stuff that you were doing, and that, yeah, that's how. When I was doing the series, she said, "Oh, I know someone excellent. Let me speak to my friend." And yeah. you guys were friends on Facebook, I think. So that's how I connected. Well, yeah, but we're friends on Facebook, yeah. But we were we were friends since grade since seven, just, seven, I guess. Or McPherson, McPherson, because she went to French version as yeah, well. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. So, uh, so, so great. So, so Amber, Amber, actually, we went to uh, the you you hosted a a, a thing. The heart, what's it called? The, for the Irish Harry House here? Irish Harry House here? Mm. For the Which... Telegram. So I kind of led a charity for the Telegram for victims of domestic violence, and um, it was a fundraiser for Irish Kirby House. And we did it for five years, I think, and we raised lots of money, and um, and we did, like, pajama drives, and we did we would do that a big concert every year with, you know, lots of big vocal acts. Yeah. And, yeah, and you were a big support. I remember you yeah. always come. So, yeah, 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 great. Well, there, uh, sorry. Yeah. And, and there's, there's, of course, I see it, and, you know, because I cover the courts for the Telegram now, and right. there's a lot between brain injury and domestic violence for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you see mm-hmm. a lot of that, like in, in courts, people, but they're with with doctors, 
there? Um, or? Yeah. Yeah. And not just, you know, obviously it's dangerous in terms of victims of domestic violence, you know, who can suffer head injuries and brain injuries. And of course it's terrible, but there are a lot of accused, a lot of criminals and accused criminals who have brain injuries and, you know, and, and Dr. Merlo has testified as a witness. Yeah. Lots of stuff. You know, in those cases, people suffering from from brain injury who have, you know, impulsive behavior and, and you know, drug addictions and, you know, because they're self-medicating and things like that. It's common, for sure. For sure. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, but, and do you yourself have any connection with, with brain injury? I do. I do. Well, I don't know. They, they don't. I do. They don't actually i don't know if they would call it a brain injury but certainly i have an injury no, as a result of depression. yes yes <laughs> yeah so i have a hearing impairment on one side from a from a damaged nerve and they figure that it was because of the back concussion i had years ago and so i didn't i didn't totally i mean i i always kind of knew that i had a little bit of hearing loss what i thought was hearing loss in one ear but wasn't hearing so well but then mm. when i started covering the courts and having to to hear really well in in big, you know, wooden panel rooms with high ceilings. Right, right. Difficult. So um, I had a hearing test, and and they found that it wasn't that I couldn't hear. It was a processing thing in one ear that I that I had a, a damaged nerve, I guess, and it was you know mixing up the signal. So I can't tell the difference when people say certain words, um, like for like weird things like red and gray i can't tell the difference between yeah. and things like that so i have a little device that i wear in court or like a little hearing aid and then it has a little microphone that i can put up at the front of the room and i'll say and little, little, you're talking about the little spy yeah. little spy like system little, you got there it looks like it it looks like it but it's like a little just a little disc you know like the size of a cookie yeah. and i can and flat like one and i can put it up at the front of the room and it's just got like microphones in it and it'll pick it up and just broadcast it right in my ear and does it hear like can you like does it stick to anything or can you just or you have to put those like adhesive pads on the back of it to make it stick to a wall or something or the the disc yeah or just like in your yeah. in your house say for example yeah say, I don't know how big your rooms are but do you do you put it like do you wear the hearing aid and put it like in the kitchen or I can't I don't necessarily need it at home because it's not so big but I can I you just lay it on a table and it's got a pretty good range right but I can yeah. it's actually because i can um it comes with a little clip and like a little thing you can turn into a necklace so if i was and it's got bluetooth so if i was driving i could connect my phone to it and put it put the necklace on so if i was driving and a call came in i could just kind of tap it and then and do a hands-free but also i can connect the tv i can stream my tv through it so if i'm watching tv i'll wear the hearing aid because that that's a bit of a problem too for me to understand everything so I wear it watching TV, and it's amazing. It's really cool. So the the disc will just connect into the into the TV, and then I can just sit wherever, and and it'll just go right into my ear. Yeah, I mean it'll you know you'll be able to hear the TV like normal, but I'll be able to hear it extra in right in my ear. Right. So, yeah, it's really. Did it, did anybody in your in the series? I don't recall now if they had any hearing was hearing ever or vision yeah. or like light sensitive to your light sensitive. For- Sure, is a thing, but yeah. um, hearing no, and that like I think no, I think if that had been brought up, if I thought about it, I probably would have had right, a yeah, right, because <laughs> you would have realized, that, oh yeah, that's me. But yeah, maybe, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Light definitely, and and I know um, just 
if it's not in the story, I know from, you know, the kind of research and conversations I've had with experts in years since, I know, like, a glare is a common thing. Yeah. You know, sensitivity to light is pretty common. And glare, night driving, issues with driving at night or seeing at night is, like, do you find, like, if you're out at night and you look at, the like, a street light or something, do you find it looks like a big star? I, it does look like a star, but always, I think I can't forget if it always has or, but it's not, yeah. like... Nothing that I don't find that as bad or not that I'm out at night a lot. But uh yeah. but, you know, I do I'm trying to think now when my I think if you if when I, when I'm like going walking towards the sun, like you know, the sun yeah. here can get can get really bright like in the clear days. And yeah. they, and uh when I walk and I don't have any sunglasses on or if I have a a uh when I'm walking even just in on the trails so I can need like uh if I don't have a hat on. I need, I need that. Yeah, I think, I think so, but I'm not positive. But I assume it is. Right. Of four, but I'm not. Right. It's just it's because it because I don't know if I interpret the glare worse than four, but if I right, it affects my if I'm, if I'm walking and I glare and I can't see that throws the bounce off, and then that's yeah. then I got to concentrate on that too, and then trying to get and that for a double double vision, I can get right. it kind of separately. The glare right. in one eye, and then not as much in this eye, and that transfer my consciously, kind of consciously transfer my vision to my left eye yeah. or right eye, whichever one. The left eye mostly because the right eye is dominant. Um, and then, and then it takes a second to adjust that, and then my bounce goes a bit, not totally, right. but so it's yeah. Right. But so do you still have to, like, do you, are you still doing like physio or anything? You all finished all this and. I don't. I don't have. I don't have physio. I go to every week or that. Well, now especially, mm -hmm. no one does. But I mean, like, yeah. I uh, I went to NL Bounce and Bounce and Disney. Like, I interviewed Kim, the owner of that, right. uh, last month. Yeah, last month or several month ago, five weeks ago, I guess. And uh, she and I've been there and and her she and one of her her she was the mentor, one of her mentees, I guess was yeah. Jane Shears, who was my physio when I was at huh? the Miller Center and I was first and so and they're they're close to she and Jane Shears is awesome so Excellent. So, I, so I've been there a few times to see her and I was actually during the our our first uh state of emergency this year in the mm -hmm. for Indiana yeah. we had the St. John's we had this uh big snowstorm. So I'm again yes I, <laughs> I was there I was there just before and I remember talking to her and her she had a student at the time, and, okay. was, and, uh, and uh, so a student was here, a student from Milton, Ontario, and uh, was here for the whole, for the weeks in the storm, but oh. I, I, was, I went, I was going every two weeks, so I, I missed, the week I missed would have been, I went on the Wednesday, or, yeah, the, the I went on the third day, I think, and then I think we shut down that day and stuff, and it was getting ready for it, because it came on Friday, and then, Remember that game that I went again two weeks later. Remember okay. also I had to had to go back because during the uh, after the snow the snowstorm, the roads were as you know impassable oh, yeah. to even walk on and stuff. And I, I walked I walked with my mom down from Churchill Square where I live, which down to down to Dimnin the Bakivity, and mm -hmm. so that's a big. That's definitely. a fair walk. Yeah, it's a decent oh walk. It's not, it's, but I mean, had to walk on roads where it was all you know, snow covered and broad and stuff, and I had a couple bounce and stuff, and uh, 
I got home that afternoon like by like two thirty, and uh, I was just had to lie down. I couldn't even. I mean, my back was really hurting, and uh, yeah. and I went back a few weeks later. after I finished my session with Jen, I was also doing balance sessions and homework with Jen. So I was doing like last to stand one leg and straddling and stand right. uh, stand 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 stance and stuff like that. And yeah. and uh, I was still trying to at least just. You know, had to hold on to a lot of times. So it, you know, and uh, and then I was when I was I was doing that. At the end, I was like, my lower back hurts, and she's like, oh, she just come back and see Kevin to get a dry needling. So I went back a week later, got dry yeah. needling, dry needling just just to knot my back, and it was fixed totally. Like my back is right. fine now. So that's oh, yeah. But anyway, that was a long way of saying that I, <laughs> that I don't have a video. Permanently, permanently, but I will. I intend to go back to Jen nowish, but I mean, yeah. you know, now yeah. is not not very really conducive to that. But I also, no. as I was talking to Kim, mentioned to Kim because Kim, when I first came in there in January, when then to bounces in January, that I would be do the uh, becoming bike to get right. on that this this, yeah. this summer. But again, now it's tired. Right. To, I don't. I mean, get up for a coming bike, but I mean, so, but, uh, yeah, yeah she wanted to enter a team for a triathlon, so I was going to train, train with cool. the triathlon team there and do a coming bike, and, or, and, uh, I swim now, I, I still swim, I don't swim now, but I swim yeah. generally, I can't swim, now, swimming pools are the last places, to open yeah. up, I think, I mean, that's a Sebastian for disease, and, but mm -hmm. we love swimming so much, but, uh, yeah. you know. I know, but better. if we get the next level, level three, which we yes. would get to the beginning of June, if all goes well, they're yes. opening, they're allowing outdoor pools to open oh, yeah. with a limited, limited capacity. Outdoor pools nice. only with yeah. limited number of people in the pool. Yeah, that's another level Maybe, uh, maybe Rotary Park, I can get that there and do some outdoor yeah. swimming. Although outdoor swimming is not as good. And in June, of course, the cold, the water will be cold. But... Uh, <laughs> That's but uh, it's it's tougher to but now. And I've used to in lakes, but uh, with a double vision, I find it difficult right. to really get a get a good. And with my not necessarily having double vision, but my left side weakness, I kind of mm. veer off course up more. And it's good to have lane ropes to keep me in 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 know where I'm okay. going. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah mm. so, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's great at the pool maybe, but I mean. Of course, after pools don't generally open until end of June or early July, so yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice thought by them, but it's not going to be a good difference until until <laughs> no. July. And no. who's, yeah, so no. but, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to have a new a uh, co-host for the first mm -hmm. time in. Well, I've been in this podcast now since 2015 okay. into June, yeah. so. Yeah, so do you have any anything any issues you'd like to discuss on the podcast you're thinking? Or well, have you not thought of that or Yeah. I've, well, I've covered a lot, but Well I have a thing for sure, but I mean it's definitely something that I learned that affects way more people than I think anybody realizes. You know. Yeah, it is, yeah. On different levels. Yeah, like I as I talked to like Lauren for example, Phoenix Phoenix concussion recovery podcast yeah. I do with her she covers a lot of topics and she does she's she's had a bunch of concussions herself from snowboarding yeah. 
and she deals with that that population in Utah, and yeah, uh, yeah. at the slopes and stuff. And uh, I know she has a bunch of different dizziness and chronic pain and and uh, but was, and dysautonomia. Do you have you did you do any? Uh, do you know what dysautonomia is or no? It's a it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a nerve condition, but it's. It's just you just just have to explain to read listen to the podcast, but it's about a almost a scrambling of the of the brain's messages, and you get tired. And I shouldn't brought up because I don't speak as well about it as Lauren does. So, but I will say, listen to the podcast, and she, and it's fascinating. I don't would say to everybody. So, uh, but uh, yeah, but um, I mean, I'm excited to have someone else help me out with this. And yeah. talk to people, and uh, I think the interviews will be better with someone who's not necessarily, it's not not new to the Ranger world, but not immersed in it as, as I am or Lauren yeah. is, and yeah, and fair the, enough. I'm, the journalistic and journalistic uh, sensibilities and stuff. So, because you know, yeah. you know what different questions to ask and what questions uh. will answer will uh, interest the general public and stuff. So, oh yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I'm I mean, you've done so well in bringing awareness to the issue of concussions, you know, that I'm excited to to help you do that for sure. And uh, and the article, the series, the series article you wrote in 2011 about brain injuries, the six-part series. Six-part series. And Where can people find that? Can they find it online? Yeah, so I'll, I'll I think we switched platforms and so some of our archives like online disappeared from our website but they're slowly coming back so if it's not back now i can you know it'll be back but it's called the wounded brain so anybody who searches my name can find if you or if you search the wounded brain the telegram you'll find it it's six part series that i did yeah so and and it starts with dr marolo and it ends with yours yours last one and 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 heather walk heather watkins also, Heather Watkins was yes. too. Yeah, she was in a motorcycle. She's a, she, she's a Dr. Malo's student, or not student, but the assistant. She is, and she's very, very, very knowledgeable. She had a motorcycle accident herself, so she she's overcome a whole lot as well. And, yeah, I'm and met a few times. Her life, like you did, she was doing epidemiology, I believe, with Dr. Malo, and she's fantastic, fantastic. Great. Has she been? You interviewed her? On the I don't know if you heard yet, but. Uh, so she's she's listening, listening, reach out to me, and I'll, and I'll yeah. I'm not sure, I'd probably have your, her email address somewhere. But, yeah, uh, I can can with her. yeah, she's maybe we could, maybe we, we could interview her together. You Sounds good. Kind of reminisce. But, Sounds uh, good. I, and I've got some, uh, there are obviously a bunch of people that I'd like to interview, and uh, next month is uh, June, is Brain Injury Awareness Month in Canada. Yeah. And uh, I would hope to talk to the Brain Association of Newfoundland and Labrador yeah. and yeah. Uh, the Brain, Just, Brain Injury Canada. So uh, I talked to I talked to Heather, Michelle McDonald of yes. Brain Injury Canada in yes. early April. We talked about when this was just early, when the pandemic was early on, but they had yeah, a separate system of uh, challenges for brain injured people. And, uh, I'll listen to that one. Yes, well, great, and that was with the Charlie Skinner, who else? Who's also uh, she hosted that one, but just one, and uh, but she was on episode fifty. 
52, maybe, I don't know, 54. I don't want to, I mean, she's also on the podcast, but you're, anyway, weeks too far, the 50 some odd. Um, but yeah, but thank you, Tara, and I'm very excited about to have a co-host, and I think this will be a great, a great, I don't say addition, but a great new reformation to the podcast. I love it. Thank you so much, Nick. Thanks for thanks. everything that you do. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you all for listening, and please check com for more about my blog and my podcasts, and hopefully soon links to the series of stories Tara did about brain injury nine years ago called The Wounded Brain by Tara Bradbury. As always, music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. www.bensound.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.